0: May God speak to you through today's message from Pastor Adam Jungblut. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Man, I'm glad y'all are here. I want to give a uh, special shout out to my North Campus. I miss you guys. I'll be there next week and please behave yourselves today. Uh, one of the coolest trips I have ever been on in my life was when my Boy Scout troop, we took a trip to Norfolk, Virginia to the Naval Station there, and a very small group of us was enlisted for a little over a week to the U.S. Navy, and we went out on the aircraft carrier, the USS Guadalcanal, as it ran tests on the Harrier Jump Jet, which was the fighter plane that can either land or take off both horizontally and vertically. And so it was really an amazing experience. And for our time on the boat, they gave us different roles and places to serve. So there was a time that I served on the flight deck as the Harriers were being sent off. I served in the engine room for a while. I served in the mess hall. I served uh, actually a little bit of time getting to drive the aircraft carrier, calling out commands and degrees. It was one of the coolest, most amazing trips I have ever been on. I remember serving side by side, those brave men and women. I I stood a little bit taller. My chest was out a little bit more. I mean, I was ready and willing to defend this great country no matter what. I would have been zero help. Zero help if anything had actually gone down, but I was ready, because we're Americans. I mean, and we all have that USA pride inside of us. I mean, from service in the armed forces to maybe a loved one that has served, our freedom of speech, right to vote, the Bill of Rights, I mean, we are the land of the free, the home of the brave, and don't you mess with us. Yeah! But, we weren't always that way. We weren't always that way. I mean, when we started out, we were not a free country. Our freedom was purchased. Because that's the thing about freedom, is that it's not free. It has to be purchased and bought. And our freedom as a country was purchased in the American Revolutionary War, with the lives of about 25 to 50,000 men and women. But our freedom has been under attack since then, and will continue to be under attack. From the Civil War to World Wars I and II, all the way through the War of Afghanistan, our freedom has been threatened, and the brave and mighty and sacrificial men and women of our armed forces have stood there to make sure that our freedom remains and fought to secure the freedoms for others. So before we go any further, if you or any member of your immediate family has ever served in the armed forces, would you please stand so that we can honor you properly this morning? Thank you. Thank you so much for your service, that we are free to worship in this place without any threat on our lives or persecution. We greatly appreciate it. But spiritually speaking, it's very similar because when we're born, we're not free either. You see, the Bible says that we are a slave to what the Bible calls our sin, nature, and freedom, is not even an option for us. Because we were born a slave to our sin. We were born with a propensity to sin. It was ingrained inside of us from the time that we were born. I mean, think about it. Do you have to teach your children to be selfish? No, that comes very naturally, and they're very good at it. You have to teach them to share. Because they are slaves to a sin nature. We all are slaves to a sin nature when we're born. And the penalty for sin is death. And so we can't even purchase freedom for ourselves because we have to give our life and die as the penalty for our sins. So God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and he lived a perfect, sinless life. He was completely free and then with his life, he purchased our freedom for us. So that we put our hope and our faith and our trust in Him as our Savior, meaning that He saves us from our sins and that He is our Lord and that we pledge to follow Him from this day forward, we are free as Christ followers to have a relationship with Him now and then spend eternity in a place the Bible calls Heaven. Christ had to purchase our freedom. Look at what it says in Galatians chapter five verse one. It says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. That's why. It's because we were not free, we were slaves. And so it was for freedom that Christ set us free so that we could live completely free. You know, I began to think about this idea of living free as Americans, living free as Christ followers. And I realized, you know, we've got this whole living free as Americans down pat. I mean, at any moment, if anybody even hints at threatening our rights or our freedom, We stand up, we shout, we post it all over social media and slap a bumper sticker on our cars about it. We've got this freedom in America thing down. But do we have the freedom in our relationship with Christ down the same way? Do we live free in our relationship with Jesus Christ? Do we even know what that means? And if somebody were to attack our freedom as Christ followers, would we even know it or would we see it coming? If the answer is no, then the danger is, is that we will be free as Christ followers, but yet we will live as slaves. Missing out on everything that Christ died to purchase for us. Now the church in Galatia, in New Testament times, was having an issue with this. The Apostle Paul had gone through on one of his missionary journeys. He preached freedom in Christ and a bunch of people became Christ followers. They established a church. He got them set up, got them going, and then Paul continued on in his journeys. Well, after a short amount of time, the church really started to struggle. They started to struggle with this idea of living free and they began to revert back to their old ways of living as slaves to sin. So Paul hears about it, and he writes a letter to him. We know it as the book of Galatians. It's a letter from Paul to the church in Galatia talking about this issue of living free. So here's the question that we're faced with today, is how do I live free in my relationship with Jesus Christ? Here's the first thing that Paul tells the church in Galatia that they have to do, and it's the same thing for us if we're gonna live free as Christ followers. It's remove the checklist mentality. Number one is remove the checklist mentality. Now, I read Galatians 5.1 a little bit ago, but I want us to take a look deeper into Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to be reading out of a different translation. just It's a little easier to understand. Verses 5.1-4, chapter 5, verses 1-4 through 4 says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. I want you to underline stay free for me stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law listen i paul tell you this if you are counting on circumcision to make you right with god then christ will be of no benefit to you i'll say it again if you are trying to find favor with god by being circumcised you must obey every regulation in the whole law of moses for if you are trying to make yourselves right with god by keeping the law you have been cut off from christ you have fallen away from God's grace. Okay, we're not talking about falling away from God's grace and losing your salvation. Losing salvation is not even an issue here. What we're talking about is, you have a relationship with Christ, you are free, but you are living as if you were a slave, you are living as if there is no grace in your life, and it is as if you have fallen out of it completely. Now, before Jesus Christ showed up on the scene, There was really only one way to have a relationship with God, and it was through what the Old Testament called the law, or the law of Moses. It was a list of 613 to-dos that had to be followed perfectly. If you followed them perfectly, you had a perfect relationship with God. But any time that you messed up on any one of those, you had to go to the temple and offer sacrifices for all of the ones that you messed up. One of those, 613, was circumcision, and the problem that the church in Galatia was having is that when males who became Christ followers, who either didn't grow up as Israelites or hadn't been circumcised, became Christ followers, they were being pressured to get circumcised because it was one of the old to-dos. Paul finds out, writes a letter, and says, no! You do not live the checklist life anymore. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and fulfilled the law, now you have a relationship with him. You don't wanna go back to living the 613 commandments that you have got to live by. You don't want that, you want a relationship. Let me paint a picture for you. Let's say as parents, you have a son or a daughter who's enlisted in the army and is deployed overseas to fight in a country and secure freedom for a people who live in complete slavery under a tyrant dictator. Well, in the course of the war, your son or daughter is killed. But the war is won, and freedom is completely secured for the people. A free government is put in place, and all of the rights and privileges that we have as Americans are now bestowed on that country, they are free. What if you found out that after a couple of months the people of that country started living as slaves again? You would be furious, you would be heartbroken, you would be shouting from the top of your lungs, you are free, you're free, my son or daughter purchased your freedom for you, now live like it. Please don't go back to living like slaves. I wonder how many times that God has yelled that to us. I wonder how many times God has said, my son purchased freedom for you. Live like it. You do not have to live a checklist life anymore. You have a relationship, not a checklist. Do not turn your relationship with Jesus Christ into wake up in the morning and read my Bible. Check. Pray as I'm getting ready for the day. Check. Listen to Christian music in the car, check. Invite my friends to church, check. Show up to church on 4th of July weekend, check. Pray before every meal, breakfast, check, lunch, check, dinner, oh, ruins the whole thing. Dear God, I'm so sorry for my sins. Would you please forgive me for not saying prayers right before dinner. God, I'm so sorry I offer sacrifices to you. Lord, I promise and I pledge to never do that again, amen. That is not a relationship, that is a checklist. What if I turned my relationship with my wife Robin into one big checklist? First off, I'd probably fail miserably, unless I had the opportunity of making the checklist. Then I might do pretty good. But very quickly, what would the focus of our relationship be? The checklist my priority would become the checklist, not Robin. I would be consumed with meeting every single one of the things on the checklist, and I would not be consumed at all by her. She would no longer be the focus of our relationship because I wouldn't be spending any time focusing on her. I'd be spending all of my time on the checklist. All of the love and the joy that we had in a relationship would be gone, and all of my love and joy would be focused on a checklist. That is no way to live. That is no way to live because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The checklist mentality draws us back into the idea of slavery. Jesus Christ died for a relationship to set us free, not to bring us into a checklist mentality. Paul continues on. He said, hey, there's more to this idea of living free. Here's the second one. It's meet others' needs with love. Meet others' needs with love. Let's continue on, verses five and six. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or uncircumcised. And underline this last sentence for me. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Paul reiterates the idea of, look, circumcised or uncircumcised, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. The focus of living free and what is important is your faith expressing itself in love. And you are free to express your faith however God leads you. Not based off of a checklist of 613 things. We are surrounded by people that have needs. We're surrounded and Christ is saying, hey, express your faith and love by meeting those needs as you feel led. See, when we were slaves to sin, When we were slaves, and let's just say we had 613 things on our to-do list in Old Testament times and all of us have been sent back. We are way too busy and consumed with ourselves and our 613 things than to focus on helping anybody meet any of their 613 things. We're completely consumed with ourselves and our checklist and nobody else. But now we're free to meet the needs of others. Maybe it's your spouse. Your spouse has needs. Exercise and express your faith and love by meeting your spouse's needs. Maybe it's more time together. Maybe it's more words of encouragement. Maybe it's getting on the same page and being a team when it comes to things that are on at the house or kids, direction of the family, goals, finances. Your kids, your kids have needs. As parents, we try to anticipate the needs of our children and we sign them up for activities, we organize times for friends to come over for them, but very rarely do we ask and sit down and say, what needs do you have? Is there anything that you need that I could take care of for you? I guarantee you one of the things they're gonna say is that I just need more of you, mom or dad. Not more of you while you drive them from one activity to another, they need more of you to sit down and just talk to them. Find out what's going on in their head. Find out how they feel. That's what they want. Let me ask you a question. You overwhelmed at work? Too much stuff on your plate? Yes. Then so are your coworkers. So, why don't you take some time to put your stuff aside and help meet the needs of your coworkers and get some things taken off their plate? Your plate's always going to be filled and overloaded but you can express your faith and love by helping one of your coworkers out. Your neighbors have needs. But your neighbors are traveling at some point on the, the during the summer and they're probably going to need their yard mowed. Look, you've got your yard equipment out, you're mowing. Why don't you just keep going a little bit more and take care of their yard for them? You know another need that your neighbors probably have is finding activities to do as a family that are free. Look, it's easy to find things to do as a family that cost an arm and a leg, but finding a fun, free activity for the whole family, that's like the holy grail of like family fun stuff to do. So, let me make this easy for you. Next Sunday, we have a family experience concert. We call them FX concerts. They're a free concert for your entire family and they're an absolute blast. If you didn't come to the one in June, then you completely missed out it was awesome. There are five invite cards in your chairs. If you want to be the hero on your street, go up and down and invite your neighbors to the FX concert. Whether you have kids or not, invite them. Say, hey, you should come. Show up for a free, fun night and a concert for them. And then icing on the cake, everybody who attends this FX concert gets a ticket for another free party that Parkway Fellowship is hosting at the Inflatable Zone in Katy. You wanna be a hero? Invite your neighbors to the FX concert. You see, when we express our faith in love by meeting the needs of others, it reminds us that we are free. That we are not confined or bound to slavery or a checklist anymore. That you are free to express your faith and Jesus Christ, however you feel led. So go for it, you're free. Paul gives us a third thing. He gives us a third thing, and number three, is I will actively fight sin, because I'm already forgiven. To live free in Christ, actively fight sin, because I'm already forgiven. It says in Galatians 5.13, if you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. There's really two kind of concepts tucked in this verse right here. The first is that you don't have to use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. You see, one of the things that came with this idea of freedom that we have in Christ is that when we became Christ followers, all of your sins were forgiven. So all of the sins that you have ever committed were completely forgiven, wiped away, clean slate. But then the other half of it is all of the sins that you will ever commit are already forgiven as well. So the the sins that you're gonna commit later today, already forgiven. The sins you're gonna commit 10 years from now, already forgiven. And all the thousands of sins in between are already forgiven. So then it just kinda lends itself to think, well, if they're already forgiven, why don't I just keep sinning? Paul says, no. No, 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 no. It'd be like if we're at the grocery line and we're waiting to get checked out and you're thinking, gosh, I would really like to be satisfied right now. You look to your left and there's a Snickers. And so, you know what? I kind of like that Snickers, but I don't want to pay for it. I kind of want to steal it. Well, the checker's not looking and God's going to forgive me. I mean, well, why not? That chocolate goodness inside of me. And so... You take it and you steal it. Well, yes, that sin's already been forgiven. Sin still has consequences. You could get caught, you could go to jail, and then in prison, you're known as the snicker thief. Nobody wants that label on them in prison. Sin has consequences. Yes, sins are forgiven. But think about it for a second. There's probably a consequence that you're dealing with in life right now from previous sin, and Paul says look, you don't wanna deal with that anymore. You don't wanna deal with the consequences that sin has, even though your sins are gonna be forgiven. But the second concept, kind of in between the lines of this verse, is that we all have a sinful nature that needs to be satisfied, but you don't have to satisfy it anymore, and that you can be victorious in fighting sin. And in the Old Testament times, think about it, you had 613 things that you had to continually do, and there was no way that you could do all of them. So every day you'd wake up, you'd try to meet this list, but you'd fail over and over again. You were a slave to failure. You felt defeated, you were depressed, you were frustrated, there was no way that you could win. You couldn't think about how good and great God is because you were consumed with how bad you are. I'd be willing to bet a handful of people in this room right now feel that way. You feel defeated. You feel there's no way that you can win. You feel that you're a failure. Paul says, no, you're free. And because you're free, and because your sins have already been forgiven, then you've already won. You've already won, and you can fight and win and defeat the sins that have held you back, the hurts, habits, and hang-ups that have chained you down for so long. Those chains can be broken because you are free. So fight sin. Fight the sin in your life. Do not fall to the lie of, well, I always struggle with this, and I'm always going to struggle with it. You can fight it, and you can win whatever has held you back. Fight it and be victorious. Yeah, I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be an American. I'm so proud to be a Christ follower that lives in America that I'm free. I'm free in this country. I'm free in my relationship with Christ. I can conquer anything that God calls me to, I don't have to live by a checklist anymore. I am free to express my faith and love however I feel led, meeting the needs of others, and I have the ability to fight sin in my life and win. I am free. Why would I ever want to go back to living life as a slave? So listen to me. Do not go back to living a checklist life. Do not go back to living as a slave to sin. Do not live in this country that men or women have given their lives and fought and defended our freedom to express our faith and love, to have an outgoing, vibrant relationship with Christ. If we live in our relationship with Christ as slaves, we are doing a disservice to every single person who has ever served and will ever serve in our armed forces. So live free in Christ. I want everybody right now to take out your connection card and let's take some next steps together. Maybe for you it's this first one, is that your next step today is to become a genuine Christ follower today for the first time in my life. Look, if there's never come a time in your life where you've asked Christ to be your Lord and Savior that you've put in your faith, hope, and trust in Him, would you do that this morning? There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your sermon notes. If you've never prayed that prayer or a prayer like it, I'm gonna give you some time in just a little bit, in a couple of moments, to pray that prayer. If you pray that prayer and you mean it, congratulations. You are free, you are a Christ follower, and, and I've got some resources that I wanna give you at the end of the service, and we'll talk about those right before you leave. Here's the second one. It's that I will stop thinking of my relationship with Christ as a checklist and more as a relationship. Would you make the commitment to stop thinking of your relationship with Christ as a checklist, as a to-do list in order for you to have a relationship with him? Maybe for you it's this third one. It's that I will find a need of someone I care about and meet it this week. Look, find somebody in your life that you care about. Ask them if there's any needs, or if you know of needs, would you meet that need this week? Would you express your faith and love by making sure that their need is taken care of? Or maybe this next one. I will pass out all five FX concert invite cards this week and attend on July 13th. This one should have read, I commit to be the hero on my street this week. Because seriously, pass them out. Go up and down the street, pass out the invite cards. If somebody's not sitting there, grab those and pass out 10 cards this week. But would you do that? And then would you come next Sunday? It's really gonna be a great time. Or this next one, I will identify one sin in my life and actively fight to remove it. I'd be willing to bet that the reality is, is that while I was talking through that last point, you were thinking of a sin in your life that's been holding you back. You were thinking about a sin and you thought that you couldn't defeat. Would you take that sin and actively fight it this week? Because you can be victorious. Or this last one. Memorize Galatians 5.1. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Here's what I want everyone to do. I want everyone, take your connection card, hold it out in front of you and I want you to bow your head. I'm gonna give you a couple of moments and I want you to pray and ask God which next steps he would have you take. And then I want you to pray for the strength to follow through on those commitments because we never desire to be the kind of people that make commitments but don't fall through with them. So would you pray as God leads you during these next steps and the strength to follow through with them. Heavenly Father, oh Lord, we thank you so much, God, that we live in this great country. God, where we are free to exercise our faith as we so choose without any threat of persecution. So God, in the name of Jesus Christ, will we take full advantage of that by living free for you and making a difference in our community and those around us. So God, in the name of Jesus Christ, would you be with us this week? Would you strengthen us? God, as we step out. Lord, would you give us the strength to remove any checklist that we have in our relationship with you? Lord, would you bring people across our paths that have needs and we can meet those? And God, would you give us the strength and ability to fight sin? Because God, our chains have been broken. We are no longer slaves to sin. God, we have been set free by your power and your death on the cross. So God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we worship you this morning. God, we say we love you and we thank you. And we ask all this in your name. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.